friends, and welcome back to another episode of Short Stories for Kids. My name is Lucy. I am your host here every week to read you guys magical adventure stories where you just might be the hero of the story. We can't wait to get into today's story where we have some very interesting Australian animals in this story. Okay, so today's story request comes from Mia. And Mia lives in Melbourne, Australia. And she would love a story to be written about going on a nighttime adventure to the playground when it's dark and seeing Australian nocturnal animals playing on the play equipment. And nocturnal means animals that basically don't go to sleep at night when we do. So when it gets dark and the sun goes down, they actually come out and they hunt and play and they're completely awake and they usually sleep during daylight hours when the sun comes out. So this sounds like a fantastic idea. Thank you so much, Mia. We hope that you love the story Down Under and everybody else too. Here goes. It was another warm night in Melbourne, Australia, and Mia was having trouble sleeping. When she'd first gone to bed, she'd fallen asleep straight away, but now, in the middle of the night, she found herself awake, not to mention feeling hot and sticky. Mia climbed out of bed and crossed to her open window in the hope she might feel a cool breeze. The air was still, so the only thing coming through the windows was the distant sound of laughter and excited talking. It sounded like friends playing. Whoever could this be at that time of night? Listening carefully, Mia decided the sound was coming from the nearby playground. She had no idea children went to the playground at night. And here she was, wide awake. So she decided to join them. After quietly dressing and leaving the house, Mia made her way along the lamp-lit street to the playground. The playground itself had no lighting, but the moon was large and round in the sky, and her eyes soon adjusted to its glow. She could hear the voices more clearly now, and there was definitely movement on the climbing tower. Mia decided to head there first. Um, hello? Mia said, feeling a little shy. Please, can I play? The voices suddenly stopped, and everything became very still. There was just the sound of distant insects chirping to one another. Hello, repeated Mia. I know you're there. I heard you up there. (gasps) said a voice, as if it was trying to think of something to say. Well, you see, we were here, but we're all gone home now. Then how come I can still hear you? Mia asked. This was followed by lots of muttering in the tower above Mia's head. There was a slide made from a big tube that ran around the tower to end near Mia's feet, and Mia could hear some of the voices echoing down it. What do we do now? said one voice. I don't know, whispered another. We can't let her into the castle, 
said a nervous third voice. We must defend it, said a louder voice. We must never surrender. But now Mia was looking up at the tube that made the slide. I can hear you, you know. Ah, she's getting inside to the defenses, squealed the nervous voice. Oh, we don't have any defenses, said the first voice. The slide was too steep for Mia to climb up, so she went around to the far side of the climbing tower and used the handholds to climb up. Naturally, she was expecting to see a group of children up on the platform and was certainly not expecting to see a group of animals huddled there. Hi, said Mia. Ah, the human, shrieked the nervous voice, which Mia could now see belonged to a little potteroo. Attack, wailed a wide-mouthed bird that looked a little like an owl, but in fact was a tawny frog mouth. Fortunately, it was stopped from leaping onto Mia by a wombat. Sorry about her, said the wombat. She does get excitable. That's okay, Mia replied. I didn't mean to frighten you. Oh, think nothing of it, said a spiky echidna. We just weren't expecting you, that's all. We thought you might be after our castle, explained the wombat. The climbing tower? I love climbing on here, smiled Mia. Oh my goodness, said the tawny frogmouth, ruffling her feathers. Is this your castle? No, no, laughed Mia. It's not mine. Then can we have it? asked the echidna, because we rather like it. It keeps us safe, said the nervous potteroo. There are dangers out there in the darkness. Oh, Mia said, such as? Things with teeth, said the wombat quietly. They want to gobble us up. Mia shook her head. That's not good at all. I can see why you would want to hide in a castle. Are they out there now? The little potteroo nodded his head up and down. Oh, yes, they make our lives a misery. You never feel safe. It would be much nicer for us all if if they would just go away. He's right, agreed the tawny frogmouth. But we're no match for them and their long claws and sharp jaws. How terrible for you all, said Mia. I wish I could help you. Oh, that's very kind of you, said the echidna. But we wouldn't want you to get hurt. Now you're here, it's best you stay with us in the castle until the morning. Shh, hushed the wombat urgently. They're coming. All five of them fell silent immediately. Peering between the slats of the platform, they could look down across the playground and there, in the light of the moon, moved three dog-like figures. Dingoes! whispered the tawny frogmouth under her breath. They were following a trail. Mia watched as the lead dingo sniffed around a swing, while another investigated a climbing net. They're going to find us, whimpered the potteroo. They're following our scent. Don't panic, reassured the echidna. We have our castle, remember? The three dingoes gathered around the base of the climbing tower near to where the slide tube finished and looked upwards. 
Good eye up there, growled the lead dingo. What are you tasty fellas up to? Well, you see, we were here, but but we've all gone home now, said the wombat quickly. The tiny frogmouth slapped her forehead. Why are you saying that again? The dingoes laughed a wicked laugh. Oh, I think you're up there, all right. Why not come down and say hello? We're not coming down, shouted the echidna bravely. We're safe in our castle from the likes of you. The dingoes thought this was very amusing. Castle? Don't castles have dragons? You fellas got a dragon up there? This caused the other two dingoes to fall about laughing. Oh yeah, we've got a dragon, said the wombat, making tiny frogmouth slap her forehead again. She was quite sure she'd have seen a dragon up there by now if there was one. Well, what do you know? You've got a real dragon, <laughs> chuckled the lead dingo. Yeah, we have, continued the wombat, and its favourite food is roasted dingo, which it makes with its fiery breath. Sure, said the disbelieving dingo. Then I guess I'll just have to roast me, because we're coming up there to join you all. The three dingoes turned towards the slide tube and peered up it to see if they could climb up. As they stuck their heads inside, Mia, high above, bellowed into the top of the slide with all her might. The noise bounced and boomed down the slide's tube, erupting at the slide's base as a tremendous toe-curling roar. A dragon! screamed the lead dingo as he pushed and yelped past his two friends, and all three of them ran as fast as their legs could carry them off of the playground and right out of Melbourne, never to be seen again. They're gone, said the relieved Potteroo, and he gave Mia a big hug around her leg. The other animals joined in. Oh, thank you for helping us, said the Akinda. Our night times will be safe once more. From that night on, the animals would meet up at the climbing tower and play, confident that they were safe from animals with big teeth. And sometimes Mia would join them too, if she wasn't too tired, that is. The end.